up, AT-Dub family? Man, Will, you know that theme song never gets old? Every single time I'm like hitting the drums here, like I'm banging it out. Never gets old. Yeah, I love it. What's up, Denise? Welcome. Uh, This primetime edition of After the Week. Love it. You know what? I I know we're used to doing this show early. It's like I get up, I make breakfast. Um, I made French toast this morning, by the way, with vegan French toast, by the way. I made it with egg replacer. Turned out pretty decent. Might continue to try that uh, because nobody seemed to notice a difference. So, yeah, had vegan French toast this time around. Oh, but so you otherwise... didn't tell anybody in your family that you had like a replacement for your eggs? No. Uh, and no one noticed. Damn. Nobody noticed. So uh, everybody seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah, we did breakfast and all that jazz. And it is good stuff. It's great stuff. But, yeah, obviously we're doing the show later. I kind of enjoyed the later times not gonna lie because like i've had my day and so there's a chance to recap plus i got to watch all the basketball there's still some on right now but uh yeah it's good time how are you denise i'm doing good too now i feel so bad because as always the major difference between you and i is that you've got your life together and you make like fancy breakfast food and you want to know what my breakfast was today i just like uber eats a breakfast burrito and then like split it in half with my husband and so that's what we had today but i literally just discovered one of the, the best breakfast burritos here at this like local spot by my house and so because of that i've, I've had that burrito like three days in a row i'm not even gonna lie to you so i should probably like this is the last like this was the last day I was having this burrito. Um, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good, feeling good, and um, you know, ready to talk about the wrestling week in general. But before we do, uh, just a heads up to everybody if you guys want to help support this podcast, give it some love, help support Will and I here on this show. Uh, Please, you are more than welcome to send in any super chats throughout this entire stream. Uh, we want to hear your guys' thoughts on the wrestling week and everything overall. So please feel free to send in uh, some of those. We really do appreciate them. We got several of them already. We're going to get right into them. And then additionally, we'll get into our normal show and talk about, you know, what the hell happened in wrestling this week. But we're getting things kicked off here with Matt Raikiel, who says, trying not to cry tonight watching this episode. Will is one of the most realest dudes in this space, and I'm going to miss seeing him every week. Rhapsody got me yesterday. See you down the road, Will. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Alex Lopez sends in a super chat saying, Will, I found Grapsity about five months ago. Because of you, I fu- found and followed Denise, Phil and Reg, SRS, Kate and Alex, and Fightful. Although sad now, I look forward to seeing what you do next. You are a great person. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex, for the super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, look at Ray- that. Leading people to Denise. Uh, how, how could I possibly be sad about that? Uh, Ray Rock sends in a super chat saying, Best, Jake getting Will with Sakon. Worse, Will leaving. So, you know, Sean tried to get me with that. And I'm like, bro, he wrote, he, he, he asked me, oh, are you going to Sakon or something? And I put, these nuts. <laughs> like, what? You think I didn't watch? You think I didn't see this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw. I know what happened. I'm up to date. Yes, I was. I was gotten big time. And uh, thank you, Jake Salazar, for uh, sending me off on one of the best D's Nuts notes I could have possibly gone out on. You know, I'm just happy that the whole that I started the whole D's Nuts thing, you know, 
after yeah, that one on, on Day After Dynamite. I mean, think about it. After that, like the the wrestling landscape changed forever with these <laughs> nuts jokes. <laughs> Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, "Will you made me cry yesterday? Do not do it to me again. I probably will again. Oh wow, I'm gonna miss you, man. Uh, thank you so much to Jake Salazar. Will stop making the people cry. I'm sorry. Uh, that's definitely." not the goal here um and i've done enough of that the last week or so so <sighs> you know my rule by the way you know how i'm anti i'm anti-tears we know this you know that you know my rule right no you didn't know my rule mm -mm. oh i thought i told you my rule oh okay hmm Super chat from Single Blue Notes. The Panda says, Will, thank you for all the time you spent with us, Nick, uh, the trilogy of podcasts. Uh, good luck to what's next. Denise, the podcast has been a great way to end the week, start a new week. Thank you for the show. Uh, thank you so much, man. Uh, this show was, you know, uh, literally, what do you call it? Like a brainchild? I don't know. A brainchild of ours, Will? Like we put this together and it just like blew up really fast you know in this really nice uh eight months so i'm very happy with what we've done with after the week jake salazar says i'm glad that the joke made its way around i know it was a good time jake salazar sends in another super chat saying will i was in legit tears thursday bro the fact that you even started googling what sakon was had me laughing the hardest i have ever laughed not a single result was like, hey, you just fell for a joke and you're about to be hit with sock on these nuts. Uh, nothing said that online. I would have felt great about that. And then that was it. That was a very good one. Thank you. I love that, man. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for uh, continuing the action here with the these nuts. You know, I was thinking, man, like it, I, I want to start a podcast and just call it these nuts. Or would that just be very unprofessional? It'd probably be I mean, very unprofessional the, and people would judge me. Uh, probably. I don't know. All right. We got a super chat here from Amir F says, good luck to you, Will. Uh, my best of the week. Uh, hate a rave. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, it's Amir. really, really good. Shout out Mikey Ruck is, of course, the man behind our theme song. Um, but he uh, released the Hater Rave, the 30-minute uh, rave edition of Jamie Hater's theme. I didn't it's, know that. Oh, it's really, really good. Yes, 30-minute, right? And it, it kind of cycles in and out between, like, mixes with other AEW themes. There's a Britt Baker portion, Kenny Omega. He gets everybody's themes in there, but the, the base of it is uh, Jamie Hayter's theme, and it's a 30-minute hater rave. Like, literally, this is... It, it's very, very good. Mikey Ruck has worked on this a long time, and uh, just shout out, Mikey. Very, very good stuff. He's a man, man. The man behind our theme. Uh, he, he, he knows how to put on great stuff, great music. We got a super chat here from Da Diddy Man. Uh, didn't send in a, a, a comment, but thank you so much, though, for supporting this podcast, guys. We really thank you so much for sending in uh, any sort of love, man. Um, all right. So, Will, overall, let's start off with, uh, you know, just overall thoughts on how you felt about this week in wrestling. And, you know, was this a good week? Was this a controversial week? How would you feel about it? I mean, look, uh, I thought that this week, it was definitely a discussion-worthy week for sure. I mean, look, we got CM Punk showing up all over the place. Um, we had uh, Trinity, and that didn't air yet, so that doesn't get to make the list. But Trinity... Um, debuting an impact and uh we had a draft this week and uh the the landscape mostly changed at the top of the card not really um but there's there's 
pieces that have changed we saw the introduction of a new championship like there's there's cool stuff and so uh overall i thought this was a pretty good week can i ask you something though denise Salson? oh i'm scared what is it on this episode of the show do you mind switching the order i would like for you to go first okay that's uh, fine with your picks i'm okay. good with that all right. Thank you so much. Okay, I appreciate you scared that. me. I was like, oh, God, here comes the hard kidding questions. <laughs> no, I mean, unless that was something you were just like adamantly against. If it's like, no, no. Will, because you're going to reveal my secrets that I don't actually have any picks until you say yours and then I'm screwed. Um, but I, mean, I did that like two times on, on in eight months, <laughs> two times. OK, only two times did I not have my list ready. OK, there was two times where I did it on the fly where I was just like, fuck it. Or the hell comes to my mind is what I'm going with. Um, and then there was like two weeks where I didn't have a worst and I was really stressed out. Like there was uh -huh. one week where I had nothing, man. But I feel like for the most part, it's like I've been really good with getting my list together and making sure that I'm very well prepared. So, um, yeah. Okay, so we'll do that. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Will, if this is your last pod for a while, I'm really happy there was no Bray Wyatt in the past months. Even WWE wanted you to go out happy. We one uh jake thank you so much for the super chat hey will uh anyways <laughs> we got another one here from simon who says sad that the show is ending really enjoyed watching it but best of luck to whatever is next for will uh thank you simon appreciate you simon all right so let's do this let's start our list man okay. here we go uh, oh, shit, that means three. I'm first. Fuck. Yes, All you right. are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not used to going first. All right. My third best of the week is going to go over to a show that I feel we've kind of mentioned. Like, it's sporadically gone in a spot here on this show every now and then. Uh, always usually on the best side. And that is going to go over to NXT. Um, the match that I'm giving this one to was one that I felt it, so it was not the main event, but I thought it was going to be the main event. And this was for the NXT championship and it was Carmelo Hayes, uh, defending his title against Grayson Waller. And the reason why I ended up selecting this match here was because, um, you know, Carmelo Hayes is somebody that I have been waiting, you know, a lot of fans that watch NXT have been sort of waiting for him to get his opportunity to become champion. And so for him to you know, finally become champion at Stand and Deliver and then get this match with Grayson Waller here on the spring breaking edition of NXT. I felt that they did a really good job. I know there was, uh, you know, an unfortunate injury for Grayson Waller at the end of it. But I will tell you this, though, everything up until that point was really good. I thought that they uh, they got the crowd really, uh, really invested. They had some really great moments uh, during this. Like there was a moment where... um. Carmelo Hayes does like a springboard, uh, almost like uh, he does a springboard DDT on uh, Grayson Waller. And that was really cool because then right afterwards, he kind of went for it again. But this time, Grayson Waller anticipated it. And so Grayson Waller ends up getting him with a stunner midair. So it was kind Same of a cool yeah. little spot that they did there. I kind of liked how all of that worked out. But I love this. I love the ending. I love the way that, um, you know, even though there was that moment where you see that Grayson Waller, that clearly something went wrong but they went right into the finish and it kind of ended up sort of playing into the actual finish in a way he hits his leg drop Carmelo Hayes retains but this was a really good match it it should have been the main event because it really was um it was good man so for that reason I'm going to give it to this one here uh Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes now let me ask you Denise how do you feel 
Um, and granted, I could just watch your podcast to find out. But this is after the week, and I am going to get the answers here. How did you feel about the NXT call-ups from the draft? Oh, dude. Okay, so there's a couple. First of all, I'll start with the women, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. So with them, they are the NXT tag team champions for the women. They're the champs. Now, Alba Fire is somebody that I had already thought was going to end up going to the main roster at some point. I had thought this all the way back when she was feuding with Mandy Rose. And we like, I feel like I remember talking about this, you know, on my NXT post show with a lot of people are like, oh, she's probably going to go to the main roster. She's probably going to go. She did it. And then she gets into this whole program with Isla Dawn. Regardless, she has felt main roster ready for a long time. Isla Dawn is a lot more on the newer side. However, she's done really well at the character side of things when it comes to wrestling. And so for that reason, I can 100% see the appeal that Isla Dawn has. And she's also not bad in the ring. She's still obviously developing and all of this, but she's not bad. And together, they make a really good combo. So I was really happy to see that. As for Indy Hartwell, Indy Hartwell was one of those people that uh, you know, she had been on NXT for so long to the point where you kind of felt bad a little bit because she had already been, you know, in the in NXT for so long, and all of her, you know, members of the way. Um, Candice, Johnny, and freaking Dexter Loomis, all of these people that she had worked with, Austin Theory, they all went up. They all got called up such a long time ago. Obviously, Johnny Gargano, different situation, but still, they're all on the main roster now, and she was still the one back in NXT, and so I did feel bad for her in that sense. You can tell she has a lot of passion for this. She's a great character, and I think that they can do a lot with that on the main roster, and then... J.D. McDonough, J.D. McDonough was another one. And yeah. to me, J.D. McDonough has been sorely, you know, he's been underrated. I would consider him underrated. If you watch him on NXT, you know that he has uh, put on really good work. And you know you're going to get some good matches out of him. And then uh, who else am I missing? I know I'm missing somebody else and I'm blanking. Oh, yes. Zoe Stark is another one. She's really great in ring wise. I think she's going to just add so much in terms of quality. She is going to match up there with a lot of the girls there. And I know they mentioned Von Wagner is also going to be a, a free agent. Uh, he's somebody that you can tell that they he's been a free agent. I hate for that, a while. by the way. That is not like. That is not what free agent means. And I like they did this back with John Cena back in 2017, where they were like, actually, John Cena is a free agent. He can go to either show. Like, that's in any other sport, that's not what free agent means. Free agent means you're able to sign wherever you want to. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can just compete wherever you want to. It's not like, like, oh, LeBron James is a free agent this season. Oh, he's just going to play for the Knicks this week. And then tomorrow he's going to go play for the Orlando Magic. That's not how a free agent works. Like, you have to sign somewhere. And so this idea that, oh, they're just free agents. They can wrestle wherever they want. That is such a misuse of that term. Drives me nuts every time. But I do feel bad because Von Wagner's time in NXT has not been good, Will. And he's actually, I feel so bad saying this because I don't want to be, you know, a negative Nancy. But most of the comments that you, in regards to him, when I'm doing my NXT post show, it's so negative because nobody, he hasn't managed, oh, he hasn't, they haven't found a way to get him over. He's just Von Wagner 
another big guy in WWE. There's nothing that has sort of stuck out just yet. And so I feel bad saying that, but it is what we haven't seen anything necessarily extraordinary um, from him yet on NXT, where like all these other people that I've named that are going up to the main roster, I can say something positive about each and every single one of them. I haven't been able to do that for Von Wagner, and I feel so bad. So <laughs> I don't want to be well. a dick, though. And then there's also Apollo Crews got called up and like, that's cool that he's going to be back on the main roster. But I thought the celebration was a little funny because I'm like, he's been in NXT like less than a year. And uh, what do what we celebrate? Like, essentially, you're just celebrating going back. I thought that was just a little funny. But uh, no, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting that these are the names that they decided to add to uh, to the main shows. And maybe we'll see more uh, come Monday um, when the draft continues. But uh, calling up the champs, I thought, was so interesting because, uh, one, are we kind of spoiling title matches coming up here? Pretty sure we are. Uh, And then on top of that, uh, I know a lot of people have been asking the question of what was the purpose of taking the belt off Roxanne I've been saying that I was so irritated with that well you have no idea and here's the other thing because I was like okay the only explanation for taking the belt off of Roxanne is that she's going to be moving on to the main roster right this week this Tuesday on spring break and they had that triple threat match Tiffany Roxanne and Indy they had an opportunity for Indy not to retain the title so to me I almost feel like this is may have been a very last minute decision yeah uh it, it sounds like it uh i i don't quite understand but uh i mean like there's time for roxanne that's the thing is calling her up whether you call her up a year from now or two years from now she would still be the one of the youngest people on the main roster you have a lot of time for her to still hold that mantle so there's not a huge rush to do so and i think there's a lot of uh whether or not you want to call her up today or whether or not you want to call her up in 2025 i think um she still has such a bright future ahead of her that I don't know that either has to be completely necessary now. Also, one more thing I do want to say about Apollo Cruz is that his time period in NXT was a lot better than his time period on the main roster. Of course, you know, it was different, I guess you can say regimes, but you know, Vince is still there. It's not like he's gone. Uh, So I just don't really know what that's going to look like where I almost feel, I hope that him going back to the main roster is not a disservice for him but we got a super chat here from Caden sees it says Denise do you enjoy parodies yeah a pair of these nuts Caden come on now come on now you think I, I mean to be fair one? to be fair Sean got you with that one literally like three weeks yeah. ago no not <laughs> so, parodies did he get yeah it? no was it parodies? it was it was no. parodies yeah because he asked even... he asked you what you thought of the new Wrestlemania parodies. oh yes yes then... <laughs> yes no wonder I was like come on I know I've heard that one yeah and you were like I didn't okay. see any new Wrestlemania parodies <laughs> To be fair, that one was a trick one because I was, you know, first of all, I was walking to the freaking car. I was, was, I think it was the same one when I was carrying the goddamn chair. You know, that chair is still in my trunk, by the way, Will. I haven't even taken that that chair out of the damn trunk. Take that out of your trunk. No, honestly, you don't get to to make excuses for that one. Hey, Will, this whole thing first started because you fell for Wendy's mess. I know. and I, I blame you. I know, no, and that's the best part is that, like, I'm not, I take full responsibility for falling for that one because how the hell did I fall for that? So at the same time though, people I posted that video. full responsibility. <laughs> people posted that video and the zoom in on my face when I realized, because like there's a moment there where I'm like, 
There's no new parodies. What are you talking about? Oh, you were watching on TV. I was in the live audience. <laughs> I didn't know if they showed something for the actual on screen. Which people. is the best way to get someone. I it's bullshit, is what it is. <laughs> <sighs> all right sorry i just okay chad 722 sends in a super chat saying anyone else happy the AEW black ropes came back i, like I didn't them. mind the red white and blue ropes so that's uh one way or the other like i got the purpose of the red white and blue ropes when you look at the graphic aesthetic of dynamite and how it has the the kind of laser lines that are red white and blue i thought uh, the ropes kind of fit but i can see where the black ropes are better fitting for the uh, the other programming taped with AEW TV, like Rampage, like uh, Ring of Honor, like the red, white, and blue ropes weren't really fitting there. So I suppose if you're going to be taping multiple shows, you can't necessarily do that. I suppose you could do the thing that 205 Live used to do where they would just tape purple across the ropes. But uh, I don't know. Probably takes longer. Ricardo, last name TBD, sends in a super chat saying, may the power protect you always. Love you, Will. Do you know what that's a reference to, Denise Salcedo? Yeah, I hate these questions. They always blast me. I feel feel like I'm going to be exposed. Like, what would you no wait, pull that up stupid. again? And just what would you think based on the show we had last week that that's a reference to? Oh, Power Rangers. That's right. It is a reference to Power <laughs> oh my Rangers. God, I got the question right. Thank God. <laughs> of course, it's a reference to Power Rangers. Oh, thank man. you ricardo <laughs> all right well may the power i don't um ouch i'm not gonna ruin that i'm gonna continue on here all right let's press on uh will it's now your turn uh for your third best of the week third best of the week uh comes from the opener of aew dynamite because bandito's back baby uh he um has been out of the country for a little while and now he's back on television and of course what better way to start him back out on television than with a title shot at the aew international championship against orange cassidy a guy who's been having just a killer run with that belt and uh having these incredible title defenses and he got to go out there against bandito who uh I, i'm liking that every single defense orange cassidy has been having has been a tougher challenge than the last and of course his last one was buddy matthews and uh that one seemed like that could have been it that could have been the one that uh, finally brings an end to this international championship run but he just barely survived it and again barely survived here with bandito i thought this was a great opener for that crowd uh where were they they were in just outside fort lauderdale so sunrise florida um which is where my brother lives. My brother was actually at that show. Uh, and he just well, had a I've blast. lost track of how many brothers you have, by the way. Because every time you mention it, you're like, oh, yeah, my brother lives over here. Oh, yeah, my brother lives over here. I have oh, yeah, two. my brother lives That's over it. here. I have two brothers. <laughs> okay. Like, wait, oh, wait, yeah, wait. wait. I'm, sorry. wait. I'm sorry. That's mean. That's mean. That's mean. I do have three brothers. Um, <laughs> you forgot that's... one of your brothers? I have. Who does that, Will? <laughs> um, one brother is. I do have three brothers. I do officially have three brothers. One of my brothers is adopted, and that's why it's like it's mean of me to not count him because, like, I know I have two biological brothers, and then I do have, but I do have three brothers officially. And uh, so my point way, stands that you're always like, oh yeah, yeah, my brother that lives over here. Oh yeah, my brother lives. <laughs> I'm like, goddamn, Will, I lost yeah. track of your brothers. 
Uh, and so, because I, I always think of it in terms of how many kids my mom had. Um, yeah. But officially, but then she did, uh, she did adopt uh, later on. So I do have one younger brother as well, Gary. I have Curtis who lives in Florida, and I have David who lives in uh, California. Those are my three. And uh, yeah, anyway, he went to Dynamite this week. He had a blast with it. He. Uh, but the match he had the most fun with was Bandito versus Orange Cassidy. And he didn't know even who to get into at this point because he's like, look, I'm loving this Orange Cassidy run, but there's a piece of me that would have loved to have seen something new with Bandito. And you could hear it in that crowd. You could hear the the split chance people wanting to see Bandito win. Bandito, of course, just brings a lot to, uh, you know, obviously AEW is doing, they're, they're almost building a Lucha division, right? Like how many guys they've been signing and what, and, uh, thinking about bandito in this scenario and how uh i think he just in his look brings such a unique flavor to uh that side of the aw roster and i think he is uniquely positioned as a babyface. i don't think he wrestles anything like um some of the other luchadors they have on the roster and i think that that brings something special there and him and orange cassidy just tore it up orange cassidy of course survives the match uh, hitting one last second um, orange punch, followed by the beach break for the one, two, three. Orange Cassidy is still your international champion. And then after the match, in very cute fashion, uh, Orange tries to put his sunglasses on Bandito. Bandito struggles to keep them on, but it was almost a little adorable the way they were struggling to keep them on. Uh, and I just, I had a blast with this. This was a great, great, fun watch. I'll have to save my thoughts on that one. Uh, I Johnny figured. sends it a super chat saying, may the force be with you, Will. Can you ask me this one? Oh. Me up. What's this one from? Star Wars. Uh, it's actually Harry Potter. No, I'm kidding. Yes, you, you got this one right. <laughs> I was um, like, I know that one. I know what's <laughs> up there. All right, we got one from Deontay Slanier. Deontay, thank you so much for the super chat. Deontay says, Will, again, thank you, my man. Denise, I love you, fam. All the best. Deontay's been very supportive of this podcast. So thank you so much to Deontay. Uh, Keaton C sends in a super chat saying, in all seriousness, sad to see the end of the show. Will, do you think you'll spend some time learning? Uh, Sugan days. Oh, come on. Sugan days now that you're done. <laughs> Kaden's really trying. Give him some really, though. really trying. Kaden definitely not follow or falling for that one. <laughs> He's trying. You know what? An effort was made. An effort was made. All right. Caden sees. Thank you. Caden uh, uh, also sends in another super chat saying I was also there. Uh, thank you, Caden, mm -hmm. for all the super chats. And uh, here we go. Let's press on from this one. And it is now time for the second best of the week. And my second best is actually going to go to Sammy and Darby Allen uh, to determine who would end up becoming the opponent for um MJF, of course, there was a lot of, you know, shenanigans that went down and we are going to be getting a tag team match to uh, basically turn it into a four way. We kind of predict that, I feel. But for the most part, the reason why I'm putting this one at my number two is primarily for the action that was in this match between Sammy and Darby. I think regardless of like, because uh, I wasn't really too crazy about how we took all of these different steps to get from point A to point B with the story of who would be the uh, eventual opponent or opponents for MJF or double or no at Double or Nothing. So I'm not necessarily including that portion of it all into my second best. I'm literally just talking about the match between Sammy and Darby because I loved all of the different uh I just 
seeing them work together was very fun, very lively. Of course, Sammy doing like that crazy 630 onto Darby onto the table. Like that was absolutely crazy to see all of that too. So I think because this match itself kind of felt, you know, pretty entertaining, I had to rank it at my number two. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy this a lot, too. These guys have great chemistry, of course. They've had a number of matches against each other. They faced each other at Revolution 2020. They faced each other uh, in the uh, Nightmare Factory back in those April 2020 shows early on in the pandemic. Um, they faced each other for the TNT title, and they faced each other here. Uh, and it's actually interesting to watch their rise um i was thinking about the fact that they did have that match of revolution 2020 right and that was before there was even a tnt championship and that was uh really showcasing that AEW could have a lower card have a mid card um type of division of guys that they were creating themselves uh and putting in front of a tv audience wow. and then when they had their match at, inside the nightmare factory that was of course a match to determine uh, who moved on in the tournament for the TNT championship. So that was before there was even a TNT title. And, of course, Darby won that one, went on to face Cody, and Cody beat him. And then the match after that was for the TNT title. And so, again, we're seeing them rise because now we have uh, – it was Sammy as TNT champion facing Darby Allen, And, again, a little bit more we saw before it was for – originally it was for nothing then it was to determine who faced each other for the tnt title then it was for the tnt title and now we've reached the level where this match is happening again this time uh to determine the number one contender for the aew world title so like the next step would obviously be whenever they get there again for the world title right and i like the fact that this match has made its way up and these guys seem to up the ante every single time they do it. I, it was actually one of my favorite parts of Revolution 2020, and so I was really happy to see these guys get to do this again. And we didn't quite get a full-on finish because there's shenanigans leading to things happening next week. We'll see where that goes. I think you can all kind of predict where it probably will. But, uh, yeah, this was fun, exciting stuff. I'm glad this was on your list because it wasn't on mine. I know, I was surprised that, well, I don't know, not too surprised, actually. But Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, did y'all see Aldi's debut Friday on Rampage? This is going to be the guys. thing now. This is going to be the thing. Everyone's you're not, trying. You're not going to get us. You're not going to get us. Um, literally, I went to an Aldi's and bought a bag of nuts one time, literally, just so I could say, look what I got. Aldi's nuts. Um, so, come on. <laughs> I appreciate everybody sending in super chats to get the efforts, all right? As long as you send in your super chats with your efforts to get these nudge jokes, I'm all here for it. Uh, Jose Palomar sends in a super chat saying, thank you, Denise and Will, for such an incredible show. Best of best of luck, Will. Thank you so much to Jose for sending that in. Uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, uh, good luck in the next chapter, Will, and does this mean you're leaving your shoes or, in this case, your mic in the center of the ring at the end of the show? Love you both, Will and Denise. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess I can't really like leave, like my, my proverbial mic. Should I leave my? Uh, I'll give you a solo a solo at the end of the show. How about my, that? My, my 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 podcast award I won. Should I leave this one here? Is that what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got we got to do that. You know what? That would be a nice little visual. I like that. Yeah. Sheldon, thank you for the good idea. Um, Ricardo, last name TBD says, "Uh, who you main on MK3? Smoke was my dude." Uh, the answer, and thank you for pointing out the fact that, yes, behind me is Mortal Kombat 3. I went oh, that's what MK3 stands yeah, for. I specifically okay. went with 
Mortal Kombat 3 because I know like the go-to is Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 because Mortal Kombat 3 didn't really have a big shelf life because it came out in the middle of 95 and then by the end of 95, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 came out and it pretty much made this game a wash. Um, but I still liked a lot of things about Original 3. My main, also smoke because uh, one, I like saying to people, do you want the smoke when I go to face them? Uh, the second thing is, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like uh, instance of combos juggling everything that smoke brought uh i think he was easily the most fun character to play as in mortal kombat 3 when ultimate mortal kombat 3 came out on xbox live arcade back in 06 and it was like one of the first times you could play mortal kombat online one of the 2d ones with people i remember i was just like racking up wins with smoke it was a great time for me is a gamer back then, and uh, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for noticing MK3 behind me, as this is the last time I get to do this. And uh, good, because I was like running out of game ideas anyway. You had just told me the other day, you were like, man, I hope I have enough games for this, this, and that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> I mean, I would have. Uh, the thing is, I, I, I probably would have every week, and look, there's thousands of games out there. Of course, I would have had something every week, but uh, I'm... They are. They're, they're the combatants. Look at that. You got Liu Kang and Cabal and Striker and Sub-Zero and Nightwolf and Jax and Sonya and Kung Lao right behind me. Damn, you know other names? Of course Shit. I do. I've been playing this stuff my... Look, I... didn't I, even know they had names. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. We know I, this. <laughs> I know you're not. That's how I got you with e D's nuts. Which yeah, is, that's... Um... God damn it. <laughs> you were so lucky on that one. <laughs> I sat on that for like three days. I was so proud Did of that one. Up like in your head, like over and over. Oh yeah, I even had um, I had a <laughs> idea. I don't remember what it was, but I'm like, okay, if it fails, like I had a whole bunch of scenarios of like where this is gonna branch off into in case, like, okay, if she sees through it, then I have another response. But I'm gonna get her on this episode. I know I am. And the fact that you fell for it, you could see, like, when I watch that clip, sometimes you could see the smirk forming as I'm like, oh my god, I fucking got her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the Diddy Man sends in a super chat saying, um, try two regular podcast listener and now failed super chat message poster. Enjoyed the hell out of the show. All the best. Will, worse was TBS finish. Oh, the finish to, um, uh, to Jade versus Taya. Uh, yeah, I saw some people that really liked that. Um, I didn't like it, honestly. I felt like it wasn't a, uh, a, you know, I always say like, you know, a finish to me, especially when it has, when it's a story like this and when it's a, for a championship match like this, I feel like it has to have that exclamation point finish where it feels like, okay, this is the ending and I can buy it. I think my issue with that was that I couldn't necessarily buy it as a finish. So personally, that was my reason for it. It feels like the story is going to continue though. So I think that that. Oh, I'm was, sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for uh, me, it just wasn't enough to justify that specific loss. But I, it was very clear that the story is going to continue. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Um, all right. And everybody's, everybody's laughing because I didn't know they had names. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Will, your second best of the week. My second best of the week. There's nothing I enjoy more in pro wrestling than when uh, I am legitimately surprised. And when the world is legitimately surprised, that's even better. And I have to give props to the fact 
that no one knew about Roderick Strong debuting Uh-oh. in AEW. What did you think I was going with? Sorry, I forgot. I was like, <laughs> what's he talking about? I completely forgot about Roderick Strong's debut in AEW. I mean, look, but the, the beauty of this was nobody knew. Um, nobody that got past everyone. Like props to AEW for waiting till they got to Florida so that he didn't have to travel. That was uh, the story behind why he was brought in on this specific date. It was because they didn't want him spotted at the airport or anything along those lines. Like it was, they got to do it in a place where he lived. And uh, this was so surprising to everyone. He was still, as of two days ago, on the WWE roster. He was listed right next to Roman Reigns. It said Roderick Strong, Roman Reigns. Uh, And... You know, Sean Ross Sapp had talked about how he had asked about uh, Roderick Strong's status, and he was told as far back as a week ago that uh, nothing had changed with his status as far as they knew. And so, like, this got past so many people that for him to show up when it did, when that, as Jake Salazar says here, SRS, when it it said SRS on the Tron, I'm like... Did Sean not tell me something? Is there something I'm missing here? Like, I hear kill switch engage, but what is going on here? Why do I see SRS? And then it's like, he oh, that's coming just... out to kill switch engage. <laughs> and then when I say, and then I'm like, oh, it's RS. I got it now. And uh, Roderick Strong comes out to the ring, helps out Adam Cole. They have a big hug moment, and uh, he saved Adam Cole from a beatdown from the Jericho Appreciation Society legitimately surprised you know I, I there's a lot of things in wrestling where i tend to get like a heads up or a tip or something i had zero clue it looks like ev- everybody who's usually in the know had zero clue uh nobody backstage seemed to know they got him snuck in pretty well i always give props to wrestling when they can pull off a legitimately a, gen- a legitimate surprise that's good don't legitimately surprise me and it sucks, but like when it's a legitimate surprise and it's good and it's exciting and Roderick Strong is, you know, he, people have been saying he should probably have been here like two years ago, really. Uh, so the fact that he's there now and um, I know the, <laughs> there's there's a movement of, do we really need Bobby Fish back or can they just like replace him with literally anybody? Um, my favorite was uh, somebody at Photoshop Ortiz into uh, over um, Bobby Fish. And they're like, yeah, give us this undisputed era. And I'm Has like, anybody done like the little SpongeBob uh, meme with Squidward where, where like they're like dancing oh, yeah, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's some like Squidward's watching from the inside. <laughs> Phil brought that up last night as what Roderick Strong himself was probably feeling for the last That's couple it. of years. Yeah, it's yeah. like the perfect, yeah, it's the perfect meme for it. I was yeah. gonna do it, but I was like, nah, I don't feel I don't want I don't want to bring this kind of stuff to my timeline right now. It is funny though. Like I hope somebody did do it. Yeah, and like I said, though, I'm just happy to see him uh get this spot and get to make a legitimate surprise and um, I I was happy and shocked, and it got me. So this easily takes my number two. 
So I'm really happy for Roderick Strong, and I'll tell you because when they changed things on NXT from the NXT Black and Gold brand to NXT 2.0, there were so many guys that it was very clear that they just no longer fit in on the brand, and Roderick Strong was one of them. He just didn't fit in anymore. He was part of Diamond Mine, and Diamond Mine completely unraveled, you know, so fast. I mean, I mean, not unraveled because they still lasted a pretty, you know, they still lasted, but their members, you know, it was like all of a sudden this person's gone this person's got this person's not there anymore and so things you know kind of went by fast for for the original concept of what the diamond mine was going to be and then i hate to say this but uh if you were tuning into my nxt post shows when roderick strong was you know the latest edition of what they were doing with him on nxt they had written him as possibly one of the most annoying characters on nxt because his whole he, he would just whine and argue with the creed brothers and they stretched it out so long and you knew that it just kind of got to the point where like it wasn't good and I remember coming on the shows and just being like, my God, just break them up. I don't want to see Roderick Strong and the Creed brothers argue anymore. Like I was completely over and done with it. And so, and I felt bad too, because it was clear that they just didn't know what to do with Roderick Strong anymore. So like the last bits that we got of him in NXT, like they weren't the greatest, like they really weren't, but it was mostly because the story just, they just presented him as a character that you didn't care for anymore like you were interested in everything else but Roderick Strong in that portion of this story and so that was kind of unfortunate and you just really knew that he just did not fit in the brand anymore so I'm happy for Roderick Strong I'm happy that you know he had already done anything that he was going to do there like it didn't feel like they were going to move him up to the main roster it didn't feel like anything was going to change and so I'm, I'm very happy for him that he's you know off and now doing something different and I feel like this could be the you know him sort of restarting this new portion of his career and kind of getting back some of what he's missed throughout this entire time where he was just there on NXT I I agree Dream Ninja 77 sends in a super chat saying Roddy versus Buddy Matthews please that'd be good man that'd be really good all right, there's a lot of matchups now all of a sudden that we never really got to see or haven't seen in a long time. And I think that, uh, yeah, there's, there'll be some exciting moves for Roderick Strong for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much to Dream Ninja 77. Mark uh, from from a BK, excuse me, says, Will. Mac from Brooklyn. I'd look, hold oh, on. Again, wow. this is the third show in a row that Mac has gotten to get a chat in on. I, I, maybe you did. I, I don't think you did on Day After Dynamite, and that's okay. But look, Mac... From BK. Yes, you did. Actually, you did. Um, Mac has been one of my listeners, one of my supporters for 15 years. Uh, and look, I have been doing podcasts for 18 years. And one of the names that have that has always been around, whether it's in the chats, whether you were a caller, whether you've super chatted, I have seen Mac's name for so long. And it's has always made me smile when I do because I've always appreciated getting a chance to hear from Mac. So um, I just want to take this time to say I appreciate you, Mac. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the calls over the years. Thank you for the emails. Anything that you've ever sent in to a podcast I was doing, Mac, it's always meant a lot to me. Mac writes, Will, of the next move is taking you out of podcast video games. Thank you for everything you provided to it. Thank you, Mac. We Thank got you, Mac. Uh, Ray Slaver, Slover. Slover. Slaver. Who's Slaver? Who says? <laughs> so but definitely you, not Slaver. 
<laughs> so Ollie Davis of Russell Talk busted out the checkbook to steal Will from Fightful and get him to sign a non-compete. Nice job, Ollie. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. Theory. Thank you, Ray. All right. Um, and let's press on from here. Uh, Cody Anderson says Roddy versus Shibata for the PR championship. Question sounds, mark. That's another one. Sounds dope. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying Roddy versus Hobbs for the title of uh, backbreaker. Why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on from here. And now it is officially time for my best of the week. And no, my we gotta best... go to worst. Oh this... shit, I forgot. We have to hit our I worst. I know this Denise. always happens. This always, always happens. happens. I always eight months and I still forget the order of the show. Okay, yes. so let's see. Will my turn for best for worst of the week. Yes. Wait, or do you want to go first? Uh, I think I mean, you should take this one. Okay. How are we doing uh, this? Um, I can take this one. Okay. Cause, so, yeah. Because uh, I don't know what your is. yours is in reference to mine. But yes. my worst of the week is cheating because it is the ending of After the Week. I love this show. Honestly, I have really grown to love this show. Um, this has been, you know, you've heard me talk about Day After Dynamite, and uh, one of the things I loved about Day After Dynamite was getting to talk with different people every week and getting to know different people, and that's always one of my favorite things. And then, of course, um, Grapsity is, is its own thing, and that is is my baby, and that is, you know, that's me and, and my guys. But uh, even if you take me back to my days hosting RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk and before that Rocket Buster Radio, one of the things was that I was a part of a, a, a quartet every time I hosted RBR. It was always uh, me and originally Michael Z, Anthony Skatsnick, Marsico. Eventually it was Jason, Nick, Paul, and Will. And then eventually uh, you know the groups uh, if you follow my, my stuff. But I have never truly had one co-host who I just clicked with like that, who I felt like I had great chemistry with and I was able to make great content with. I was always either a part of a group or like I said, I had kind of a rotating set with people. But to have somebody like Denise that uh, I just enjoyed getting to do this show with every week means the absolute world to me. And uh, not getting to do this show anymore um, already stings enough, but, uh, I guess here's, here's a little, uh, tidbit here. If you guys notice, I don't have any more wrestling podcasts. And when I talk about having podcasted for 18 years, there was no gap in there. I've literally been hosting wrestling podcasts since June 18th, 2005. And I hosted the first episode of what later became Rocket Buster Radio the next week and then later became RBR. And I didn't take a gap any time off after I left RBR. Literally, I hosted my last episode of that on a Wednesday, started Grapsity on that Saturday. No gaps whatsoever. I've been doing this consistently, even when I was doing other sideshows, when I was doing Now Playing Now, everything. I've been at this for 18 years. And with this show ending, I officially do not have a wrestling podcast I am hosting any longer. And that, to me, uh, is actually scary. The second that we hit that end broadcast button in the top right of our screen, I am no longer a wrestling podcaster. 
And that to me is an easy worst of the week. All right, Will, and we got a bunch of super chats. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, Will? You're going to make uh, me cry. I ain't going to cry on this podcast, by the way. You know my rule. My rule is I hate crying. I hate tears. It ain't happening here on this show. No. Okay. No. All right. It's Fair. not happening. It's my rule. Smile. <laughs> okay, well, it's also my worst of the week. That's why I wanted you to go first. Uh, um, but there's a couple of people that are asking here. Uh you know, they don't want me to end the show and this and that. But um, I'm not going to continue the show because, like Will said, it is very, very hard to find other people that you just mesh with, that you have good chemistry with, that you're able to, uh, you know, just do a show like this with. It's very, very hard. It's not that easy. And I just didn't want to continue the show if it wasn't going to be with Will because this was a, a brainchild that we basically came up with together. And so this was always, you know, our show. And it would just be really weird if I even continued it with someone else. And I wouldn't want to do that. So this is going to be the final episode of After the Week. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to go and do the show with somebody else it would just feel too weird so so <laughs> i'll say i was thinking you should but like poorly have like mikey redub his uh my name in the song it's like it's not will <laughs> <laughs> and just like photoshop my head or somebody else's head over mine but like keep my body there <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the way to do it. That's the Denise move. and not Will. Denise and not no, wait. Denise and not Will. Not Will and Denise. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. I'm telling you, that's it. Oh man. Uh Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I just hope Rio versus Zelina at Backlash doesn't cause problems within the House of Black LOL. Uh, between Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. I didn't even think about that to be honest. I, I hadn't thought about that either. That's pretty cool. Uh, Chad722 says, maybe we can get an annual after the year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Bob the Builder sends in a super chat saying, it's um since it's Will's last show, I wanted to ask where I can listen to your old episodes of RBR. Uh, they're all still up, I believe. RBRWrestling.com. I think every show I ever hosted going back to June 18, 2005 is there. Look, and guys, I hosted that show since I was 17 years old. I had some bad takes, I'm pretty sure. I was listening to an episode one time from like 06, and somebody asked me something about The Undertaker, and I had this really dumb answer that probably didn't sound dumb at the time, but listening to it, I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Like, that, I don't endorse anything I said on that show, just so you guys know, uh, going back. If you want to go ahead and listen to him, be my guest. Please don't. Like, bring them to my attention because I'm going to cringe to know. <laughs> like, reading your old Facebook post. Like, oh, oh I yeah. Said that. I, I said that. Even, like, can you, would you cringe with some of the stuff you said even in, like, the last year? Probably. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty mindful now. But, look, 18-year-old me was not. And, uh, again, I did that show from 17 years old till the time I, uh, what I left it in 2021, two years ago. So I was 33 when I left it, and uh, uh, the, you can go ahead listen to them all you want. Um, I never run away from anything I've ever done or said, so it's all out there. And uh, until I don't think it'll be out there a whole lot longer. I suppose that's a scoop. Um, but uh, for now, I did 835 episodes of that show. So. Go right ahead. They're up there. I think it's rbrwrestling.com. Gerardo Asensio sends in a super chat saying, hey, guys, wishing you the best in what you do next. Will, thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Gerardo. Um, okay, and let me just press on and catch up here. Uh, Cole Henderson sends in a super chat saying, watching you two build the show from scratch has been so fun to watch. Plus, the po- put that pod intro into the Hall of Fame. You both are the best. Thank you, Cole. And yeah, man, that freaking intro is incredible. Look, honestly, I'm always proud of every intro I've ever had. Again, talking about other podcasts, like uh, pretty much since 2008, it's been a rule of mine to like try and get an original song done for podcasts I do. Even my stupid little beatbox at the beginning of Day After Dynamite, which like pops me every time. Um, I always want to have something at the beginning that gets me hyped and into the show. But honestly, I know it's like picking your favorite child, but the after the week intro is definitely up there with the best intros I've ever had on a show. Man, credit to Mikey Ruckus. The video was done by you. So you guys just masterminded that together, which was just, yeah. oh, man, good stuff. Cole man. filmed it, though. Cole did film us. Yeah, and so, I, yeah. we did it in here in this studio. We actually shot it like two feet away from where you're currently sitting. Yeah, like literally to the right. I just I brought out this like big white pop up board and we just like squeezed all three of us into this <laughs> tiny little space. And we didn't know what the show was going to be at that point. And we just like took our little pictures and you, you were coming up with all the poses. And then I, I had just, an idea. I, I had yeah. an idea of what I wanted it to be in my head. I was like the Smackdown 2004 2005 intro was what I knew I wanted it to be. And uh, so I was like, we just need to film stuff in the style of that and let me take care of the rest. And yeah, that was how we did that. I still remember. I still remember when we decided to start this podcast, why we decided to start it and like where I was at when we were trying to come up with the names. I remember I was brushing my teeth, actually, when you messaged me immediately after you and I did the raw post show on Fightful. You were like, Denise, everybody's loving the show, blah, blah, blah. And I remember brushing my teeth and reading your text messages. And I had already decided that I was going to do a show on here. But then you were like, we should do a show together. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like after what we did on, on the raw post show, I feel like this is definitely a good idea. And I remember I was at the orange County fair when you and I were texting each other, all these names and I wanted to name the podcast POV. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember POV. And it was like, uh, Denise, don't think you want that. <laughs> exactly. And I was, I was like, so like, I really liked the idea until I found out what it pretty much meant, I guess. Um, and then, uh, what else do I remember? Yeah. So there was like some really good times, like just thinking, like, I don't think we knew that this show would be what it ended up being in such a short time period. Cause it was only, you know, eight months of this show. So, um, man, all right. Board dude, six thirty says, I'm really happy to be here for the last rodeo. This is one of my top shows, the good friends hanging out, talking about whatever. And sometimes wrestling, uh, it's all mixed in very nicely. I think. Uh, Yuri Alandero sends in a super chat saying, damn, well, killing us this week. Yesterday's episode of Graps was a tearjerker. And now this, seriously, though, best of luck on your endeavors. Uh, Black macro, macro, black make macro kid. God damn, I need to read better. Uh, says, I don't, uh, IDR, if non-wrestlers get the all elite, but I'm going to pop when you get yours. Will you deserve it, bro? Says black macro kid macro kid macro god damn it oh (laughs) i hate it you guys need to come up with easier names to read it's because well first of all my vision's not great by the way so i'm looking i don't for some reason will i don't know how you feel when you're like reading people's um when you're reading people's super chats do you read them when they're on the screen to the front of you or do you read them to the side because i have this my my thing is I read them on the side instead of on the big screen. And so I struggle 
with my Do vision you need and glasses, Denise. Because no. that is because no. the way you're. <laughs> why, no, why are you so offended by this? Right, are I we going want to... glasses? <laughs> no, but Denise, if this is a necessity, no, I don't care if it's a necessity. When I was a kid, Will, they sent my mom a freaking letter that said I needed glasses. You know what I freaking did? I tore it up. <laughs> I freaking tore that shit up, threw it away. My mom never found out. To this Denise. day, she does not know that they sent me a letter saying that I needed glasses. Glasses oh my do not God. go on this face, okay? Like, do you like okay? Because I have like a really round face and like like chunky cheeks, like I look like a cabbage patch. Can you imagine adding glasses to that? I can, Denise, and let me tell you why. Because at one point in my life, uh, I've worked many jobs, but at one point I was actually uh, I worked in a lab in an optical lab. I used to make glasses, and one of the things I got good at was making sure that the right pair was made was selected for the right face. It's been a long time, but people rely on me for that. My wife wears glasses. Uh, my best friend, two of my best friends wear glasses, and they're always like, hey, they're sending me pictures. Do these look good on me? And I always make sure everybody looks right in their glasses. So no, I can picture every face in glasses to the point of where, true story, I don't need glasses. I actually have 20-20 vision. Every time I'm... Every time of I'm, course, uh, you would have twenty twenty vision. When they uh, do the auto refractor on me, it always comes up Plano, um, which for those who don't have never worked in optical, that's all zeros, uh, nothing. I don't need them. Um, but for those who have seen pictures of me in glasses and wondered, well, why have you? Why did you used to wear glasses then? Because I felt it was a necessity working where I worked. It was like, well. Who the hell is going to take anybody seriously who works in an optical field who doesn't wear glasses? And so I literally wore fake lenses the entire time I worked in that field dead serious. Will, uh, this is so incorrect, though. Because if I saw you working there and you didn't have glasses, I'd be like, oh, this guy knows what to do with his eyes. I'm going to listen to him. No. See, I would think that, uh, no, this is a guy who, like, why the fuck would he know what he's talking about if he's never worn glasses? And so I wore them so that way I could always, especially if I needed to train somebody, anything along those lines, I could always go, okay, and reference my own glasses to go, okay, this is proper care of glasses, blah, 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 blah. So uh, for a long time, I did wear fake glasses. Even uh, the most recent picture of me in glasses was probably 2019. And that was, I've been, I had been long out of the optical field at that point, but I was applying for a new job uh, as a software developer, which is what I was uh, for the last few years. And, um, I was applying with the most recent company I worked for, the one that I told the story of yesterday that laid me off back in December. But when I applied for that job, I was like, hmm, I look smarter in my glasses, and so I need a new pair. And so I got a new pair made, and I got the job. Uh, never wore them on the job, but I did wear them at my interview solely because uh, software developer in glasses looks smarter than software developer without them. So, in other words, Denise Salcedo, I'm saying this. I think you would look great in glasses. Um, I know you it, – it's so funny because you know who else has really bad vision and this is all reminding me of is Ariana Grande. And She uh, does this. Yeah, and she does this every time she's trying to read. And now it's all I can think of now when I'm watching you read Super Chats and you're <laughs> I'm like, like – haven't you noticed before <laughs> that I always get really close to the screen? <laughs> 
Yeah, I have noticed. This is just the first time I'm pointing it out, but uh, oh, and thanks, I figure Will. on the last show, this is a great time to do so. So what I have, by the way, the doc, the what do you call them, optometrist? Okay, yeah, they mm -hmm. told me. So I have one eye that's far sighted and one eye that's near sighted. Oh, those would be the best glasses on earth. You would have one because essentially the. I mean, how how what is the difference between the two? Is it like a minus one and a plus one? Because if so, that's not going to be I that bad. I have no idea. I but... haven't gone to the eye doctor in like ten years. Denise, I know this explains I, so much. I, I can't, I can't get myself to do it. Like you don't understand, Will. I can't get myself to do it because oh. I feel like if I go to the doctor, they're gonna give me bad news, and I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't go. Uh, Denise Alcedo, um, because look, <laughs> I have multiple times. Uh, throughout our friendship been behind the wheel with denise alcedo driving and i have to say oh hell a, no will <laughs> i have to say that this whole story now makes sense it makes a lot of sense you're trying to you just told everybody here that you think i'm a shit ass fuck driver i'm not saying anything i'm just saying that it makes sense that's all Okay, you know why I did not appreciate this whatsoever, okay? <laughs> 554K sends in a super chat. This is my first time watching after the week, but both of you are awesome, and I regret that I just now seen the show. I wish you the best, Will. Thank you so much to 554K. I appreciate it. Plenty that. of episodes to go check out, by the way, because we've you been doing check this for months. Out. I yeah. feel like they they feel pretty evergreen too for the most part. Um, Ray Rock sends in a super chat saying, What's the fate after today? ATW is a great concept. Uh, we're killing it. It's done. We're killing it. Yeah, I mean, um, what's the fate of anything? I guess follow us. Um, follow Denise. Follow me. Uh, that's that's one of the best ways you can do yeah. that. I won't have this Twitter handle very uh, a whole lot longer. So uh, I tweeted yesterday that I finally got my hands. I want to tell this story. Are you going to tell this, the story? I was going to say, this story gets to the get story. told. Yes. Okay. This story gets to get told on after the week. All right. So I tweeted yesterday that uh i <laughs> i know you you know this story already but um so i tweeted yesterday that i will no longer be using the william rbr twitter handle that uh i got i finally have obtained the twitter handle will washington which is a twitter handle i've been after for about 14 years and uh i've never been able to secure that twitter handle the user that was using that twitter handle um he uh just uh he wasn't using it at all it was an account that maybe had two tweets on it and they were going back to like 2010 and i knew that i was gonna get my hands on this somehow but i wasn't sure how i could do it so uh <laughs> look i'll just say this i'm good at what i do and uh i did some digging and a whole lot of digging and i happened to come across the the information of the other Will Washington. Um, I, actu I actually found the other Will Washington's uh, email address. And in finding his email address, um, it turned out that his phone number was actually out there pretty publicly. It was a, uh, he had a business page on Facebook and it had his phone number on it. And so, uh i was like so i got i went to a friend for some advice and i was like um what should i do how should i go about asking this person for this uh twitter account because i'm absolutely willing to pay for this 
Um, and so they were like, yeah, send him an email and be really thorough about what you're looking for and, uh, and why you need this Twitter handle. And so I started to type it out and I was like, let me just call the phone number and see what happens. And so I called and within two rings, I got a, hello, this is Will. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, uh, hi, Will. This is going to be really weird, but this is, this is Will. Washington and uh and uh, we had about five minute conversation and I explained everything and by the end of it he goes and this is a, he's an older gentleman by the way um older black guy and he's just like yeah I don't even use Twitter anyway if you want to take it and I was like really that that's it that simple and he's like yeah take the account and uh he's like I don't need it uh, go right ahead and just let me know what you need to do. And so I walked him through transferring the Twitter handle to me. And uh, that was that. I, he transferred it to me. And then I said at the end of the call, I was like, is there like anything I can pay you for this? Because honestly, like you did me a favor here. And he's like, I mean, if you want to pay me. And so I Venmoed him 50 bucks. And he said to me, he was like, I literally just made 50 bucks for answering the phone for something I was never going to use. I was never going to, I forgot I had a Twitter account. Um, and he's like, I literally made 50 bucks for answering the phone. This has been like the, the easiest five minutes of my life. And I was like, and honestly, I got exactly what I was after. Thank you, sir. And he sent me another thank you uh, this morning. That was just like, thank you for the $50. I said, thank you for the account. Like, you did me a favor. And he's like, I'm glad I could help you. And that was it. It was a very cute story. Uh, and I got the account from another guy named Will Washington. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> this would only happen to you because, first of all, you cyber stalked this man. <laughs> you, I'm just going to call it how it is. You cyber stalked this man, got his phone number called him and it's like hey will washington it's will washington on the line (laughs) who does that i know i know i know and uh this could have gone very poorly it could have gone south it could have gone even ask you how he got your how you got his phone number i would have been like hey out of curiosity how'd you get my phone number yeah he didn't and this is the weirdest thing imaginable but i got the account and uh i my twitter handle in the next few days will be changed to uh will washington and so that's it i have that account now no underscores no spaces nothing and that's the hard part for me is that you know a twitter handle can only be 14 characters will washington is 14 letters so i can't do like an underscore will washington or a will underscore washington or anything along those lines if i want my first and last name in there it has to just be will washington because if not it's all that's 14 letters i can't do it and so uh no he was really nice though and uh he gave up the account and we talked for a little bit he was like so what do you do and i was like i cover pro wrestling and he was like really um that's really interesting he's like like the fake stuff and i'm like yeah the fake stuff and that was we had a little conversation about that but literally this whole process took maybe five to seven minutes you know what this feels like will washington on world one and will washington on world two yes exactly 
And, oh, and then he was like, you're not even the first Will Washington I've encountered. He was like, I, and, and he's, and you know, what's funny is like, I remember, I was, I forget what movie it was. No, I don't. It was the movie Three Strikes. And like in the credits, there's a Will Washington in the credits of that. Like I've come across various Will Washingtons. Now the question is, how do I get the Instagram? Now I got to go after that guy. Uh, and I don't know how I'm going to pull that off, but. Uh, you know when uh, they say I, like, <laughs> put your daughters away because whatever, like we're coming out, put all the Will Washingtons away because Will Washington is coming. <laughs> Although I did, and I saw people talking about it in the, the chat over there, um, that I did secure Will Washington on the old Blue Sky. So if you haven't followed me on Blue Sky yet, uh, where you skeet, apparently. but uh, So follow me because I'll be skeeting on Blue Sky all day. Um, but yeah, you can follow me there as well. I did get the account. JR sends in a super chat saying, I look forward to this every week. The WrestleMania 39 post show is spectacular. I'll never forget. Thanks, Will, for putting me on to Denise's amazing work. Thank you, JR. Yeah, um, there's nothing that makes me happier than I know. I, I know what followers I've gotten from Denise, but I always love that, you know, people who have been following me I, when I can. Uh, I've been able to introduce them to people that I respect and care for and uh no, that always makes me happy. So thank you for supporting Denise. Orlando Orego sends in a super chat saying, sad to hear that you are leaving all wrestling podcasts. Wishing you luck, Will. Sheldon Jackson says, damn, this is truly Will's final countdown. It's your da -da 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 -da. swan song. Da -da 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 -da. Da -da 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 -da. We yeah. got a super chat here from uh, Stephen Marchulli who says, the match show a wrestler that made you guys wrestling fans. Um, I think for me, it was just a bunch of stuff, but like, I was like, my first favorite wrestler was Chris Jericho. And he was like the first person I got like really invested in. Uh, I mean, I guess the wrestler who made me a wrestling fan was Sting, but the, the silly thing guys is I grew up watching wrestling and that I was born into a wrestling watching household. My dad watched wrestling, my brothers watched wrestling. And so when I... It was more so when I went to school for the first time and brought it up like it's just a thing that everybody watches. And they were like, what? And that I realized, oh, not everybody watches wrestling. Like, I just thought this was a thing that was a part, normal part of life. You uh, on your I don't know. How old was I? I? I guess it was like on your Saturday mornings. You wake up and you watch WWF superstars. That's what you do. You watch WCW Saturday night at 6.05 on the Superstation. That's what you did. I didn't understand that wrestling. I can't even say there was something that made me a wrestling fan because it's just always been an institution in my life. It's in your blood, Will. It is. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Will picture in every face and glasses. I'm convinced you're a robot now. Is that, is that why you're leaving? Are they giving you upgrades that will take a while? <laughs> I do picture every face and glasses. That's very, very true. <laughs> I, and I notice everyone's glasses and I probably, for the first 30 seconds of meeting somebody have probably spent about 15 of them analyzing their glasses. And I probably know the brand and type of lenses they have uh, before they've even started speaking. Black macro kid says, did I say it right this time? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry for speculating, but for real, Will, as a black wrestling fan, thank you for making me feel safe in this space. Gonna miss you. Oh, I mean, people are uh, happy to um, speculate all they want. I've heard uh, some very outlandish theories out there, and I've heard some theories that are actually pretty close. And uh, I will say that I don't think anybody is fully spot on, maybe like one person. But other than that, I've seen everything. Look, guys, um, I'm not going to address exactly what's going on. 
but I will just say that uh, I have seen everything. If you've tagged me in something, even if I haven't responded, I've seen everything. Donna K. Smiley Girl 814 says, Denise, sorry you won't get this, but Will, you leaving has me sadder than when Andro shattered Zordon's energy tube. Zordon. Zordon's energy tube. Best of, best of luck to you and whatever is next. That's right. Of course, uh, talking about the final episode of Power Rangers in Space, uh, in which Andros uh, creates the Z-Wave, which destroyed all evil in the universe. True story, Denise! That was supposed to be the series finale of Power Rangers, but it was such a popular season that they ended up extending another season, and the show has been going ever since. That episode aired way back in 1998. We thought it was over. We thought Power Rangers was out of our lives, and they were like, hey, actually, it's going to continue, and here we are in 2023, and this shit is still going 30 seasons in. Rico sent in a very generous super chat saying, enjoyed the show and enjoyed what you both do in the wrestling world. Thanks for the entertainment. Appreciate you both and we'll miss, we'll miss the show. Denise, you're awesome. So are you, Will, and all the best to you. Thank you so much, Rico. Thank you. I want everybody to continue supporting Denise. The, the cool thing about this channel is that uh, the live content on this channel isn't going away it's just grown as a matter of fact just recently because you've got speak now three times a week baby you've got and uh, possibly even four oh, right now it's three yes that's right uh because you could how are you gonna pull that off on saturday okay we'll have know. to talk yeah <laughs> i don't know will you're leaving me here man you're leaving me here i'm just here gonna be by myself <laughs> but, hi guys but there's gonna be such i mean look this channel has has grown so much um, as I said here on, uh, or as I said over on Day After Dynamite, this channel has grown a lot. Uh, and look, I mean, I know how many followers it had before after the week. It certainly didn't have a hundred thousand before after the week. So really, I, I it, it's not Denise's hard work. It's not her incredible personality. It's not her ability to know exactly what content makes a a channel function and uh, and knowing exactly how to best uh, curate her content. Oh, no. It's Will Washington, baby. Will Washington is the reason that this channel hit 100,000 subscribers. I don't know how she's going to do without it. If you know, As soon as this show's over, it'll suddenly drop to 79,000. Um, but it is what it is. So um, you're welcome, Denise. Thank you, Will Washington from World One. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Denise, I know you hit speed bumps and wonder why they made noises. Oh, oh, I get it now. I get it. Yeah, you know what? Thanks a lot, Will. Thanks a lot. Shy Town's purse says, this is no longer a farewell podcast. This is now an intervention. Denise, at, at least consider LASIK. No, thanks. We're moving on. My vision's not that bad. Everyone's making it seem like it's awful. I just got to... Sometimes it's the font is so little. On it's not little. It's little. It's so tiny. No, and I don't not. like reading. I don't like reading the super chats from here. The mm. words are too big. It's like I need a happy medium because you're both nearsighted and farsighted. <laughs> like to me, the font is too big here, and then here it's just too little. And if you had glasses correcting that, it would make it perfect. No thanks. A uh, Chad 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 seven two two says chipping in for Denise's glasses. Fun. I'm not getting glasses. I don't need glasses that bad. Five five four K says also Denise. I think you look beautiful, and I think you would look beautiful with glasses as well. For real, no cap. 
Yeah, wait till you see how goofy as fuck I'd be coming out looking with freaking glasses. All right, um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Sorry, guys, I'm trying to catch up with the comments. All right, Mauricio Pomari sends in a super chat saying, first ever chat, we'll miss the show. Can't wait for what's next for Will. Also, Denise WTF, you just can't avoid the doctor because you feel like it. Look, until things start breaking down or they start hurting, there's no reason for me to go. I know, Will. I know you're going to yell at me. I don't need to be yelled at. (laughs) There's people like me that exist, you know? I know. My dad is like, my dad's like this too. And um, it stuns me every time. You know what I hate, by the way? You know what I hate when I like tell somebody in my family like, oh, I'm not feeling well or like this is what I'm going through right now. Whatever the situation is, I hate when they say you should go to the doctor. Like you think I didn't think of that? You think I wouldn't go to the doctor if I needed to? I think that's the worst thing you can say to someone. Like when they're just calling to tell you like, hey, my stomach's or my head's hurting or whatever it is that's hurting. And then they say you should go to the doctor. Why? Unless it gets really bad. Okay, I'm sending a bad message. Everyone should go to the You doctor. are. No, people get preventative care. This is the reason why our health care is in the state it's in. You absolutely should get preventative care. You know, when I go to the doctor on my birthday every year, I go to... That's so yeah. morbid, Will. Why would you no, do that? Because I, it's like, I just turned a new age. Let's get my health checked up and make sure that everything is still where it's supposed to be. And if it's not, how can I get it there? You know, that's... Look at this face, Denise. You know, losing all the weight I lost was because they told me that I was like right on the cusp of diabetes and I needed to get the shit under control. And I did. And... uh and look, I am somebody who absolutely hates needles. I can't see my, I hate getting blood draws. I, I can't see the sight of my own blood leaving my body. It drives me insane. Um, and I might faint. But at the same time, I recognize preventative care. And I do it because <laughs> it's, it's what I feel has helped keep me alive. Well, you know what? Until my check engine light goes on, then I'll be like, all right, I got to do something. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Zero Prime sends in a super chat saying once again best of luck on future Will. I just hope we get to see her uh uh Sheeta as champ once again from crowds front crowds so you can bust old podcasts to hear your opinion. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, of course, I would love to see that. I know we haven't gotten you fan fan fangirling over Sheeta in just a minute. Cody Anderson sends in a super chat saying Will I mean, if you want me to um because there's a sheet of figure right here signed by hit carter Sheeta. um and this is a limited edition exclusive one of three thousand that's mine <laughs> cody anderson sends in a super chat saying will do you read the power rangers comics i follow them but i don't have the time for comics in my life uh anymore but i follow the stories that are going on with them yes Heartless sends in a super chat saying, now that you're leaving, will you finally make a fan house account? Serious note, wish you the best. What is fan house? Um, do I Wait, wanna know? no, no. How fan house these nuts? No, no, no. no. Fan house, fan house uh, these nuts. Fan no, house, I, th- these I think nuts. it's a, I think it's a leg- legitimate question. Oh, okay. Cause um, I was trying, it's basically, <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it was a these nuts joke. Uh, it looks like an only fans competitor. So that makes sense. Um, so oh yeah, the thing it's the thing, it's the thing it's the thing Mandy Rose was using. Um oh, and, what's that? Isn't it fan page? No. She's using I, fan page, I think. 
I mean, the chat is saying it's the Mandy Rose thing. Uh, multiple oh. people have said it. So, uh, damn, Will. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Maybe would you guys pay for it? If so, clearly there's got to be there's people already asking for it. Look, I, I lost my job. I could use a lot of things right now. So, uh, sure. Ricardo, last name TBD says, "Will gonna be debuted as Mercedes Monet's ballet." That'd be cool uh, too. Jake Salazar says, "I may unsubscribe now that Will is gone." Alameo, J.K. Thank you, Jake Salazar. Um, oh, and they're saying it was fan time that she was using. Okay, yeah, I don't okay. know anything. Fan page, fan time. I knew it wasn't fan house. Well, either way, fan house is a thing. Okay, Matt James sends in a super chat saying, so is Will going to show up on the May 8th episode of Raw as Uncle Howdy? Hello, I'm going to miss the show as well. I've seen you on all your other podcasts. I'm going to miss it too. Mac from Beak Brooklyn says, as someone who else has a round face, I understand your plight, Denise. Thank you. It's a real struggle, okay? Uh, James Robinson Jr. says, here's another show of support to you, Will, on his emancipation of Wee Wee. <laughs> Emancipation of Wee Wee. Emancipation of Wee Wee is the wildest thing. That like sounds like what I'd say before I pull my dick out. Emancipation of Wee Wee, that is insanity. Why would I? And this is well, coming from somebody. The... And this is look, emancipation. But nobody was thinking that that's what it sounds like when you pull your dick out. Nobody but, was thinking that. First off, what does emancipation mean, right? That means to to leave, right? And then we're talking about, uh, or to set free, right? That's yes, emancipation. Yes, set free, Morrison, emancipation, the freedom of will. Right. Oh, the so emancipation wee -wee, of wee-wee. Okay, the emancipation of your wee-wee. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. My brain just did not go there. Okay, I'm sorry, Will. Emancipation look, I don't wanna, of wee-wee. I don't want to sound disgusting, and I don't want to sound like a pervert, but just saying you might want to try test that one out with your wife. Be like, hey, you ready for the emancipation of wee-wee? <laughs> And this is coming from somebody who literally has in his hand the Emancipation of Mimi, greatest album of all time. As you can see, Emancipation of Mimi. Bam. Uh, well, Will, I think this is a good time. I know you already know this, but it's a Will time for your, because uh, I don't want people to think I didn't get you a goodbye gift. You know you're a goodbye gift, but since we're talking about Wee Wee, <laughs> I might as well bring up Mimi. Will, this is your official this is your official goodbye gift mariah carey t-shirt thank you of course that is the uh the rainbow album um cover another album i literally have right here 1999 heartbreaker there's a lot of great songs on here oh man james robinson jr Thank you. For the, thank you for the emancipation. That's so great. <laughs> I might make that my new Twitter bio. <laughs> Your wife's probably going to be like, what the fuck, Will? Uh, yeah, no, this is great. I love it. Uh, Jake Salazar says, y'all see WWE brought back Ride Along. I'd never seen one episode of Ride Along, to be honest. Oh, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I have enjoyed Ride Along in the past. Um, I've never sought out Ride Along. Ride Along is one of those shows that like watching the WWE Network, like watching a pay-per-view and then like I just leave the stream on and then Ride Along will come on and I'm like, I don't feel like getting off the couch or turning anything off. So I just sat and watched it. Pretty good. Oh, no. 
Jake, um, Jake Salazar says, yeah, ride along these nuts. <laughs> Wait, so they didn't bring back ride along? I guess not. <laughs> Just <laughs> ride along these nuts with the emancipation of wee wee. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate you. What's our number one? We got to get to our number one this week. All right. Well, my number one, you already talked about it earlier, but it was legitimately Orange Cassidy versus Bandito. I thought the match was really great. I thought the performance was great. We ran down it earlier. It was a good time. That was my number one for this week. Ah, my number one for this week didn't happen on a wrestling screen. Not this week, but it's happened on wrestling screens before. My number one thing for this week is Denise Salcedo. And uh, that Denise Salcedo is the GOAT. And I mean that. I genuinely mean that. Yeah, you're going to have to really try to read this one. Uh, I have a number of people in my life. Very few of them. But there have been a few people in my life that I have been willing to dub the moniker of a best friend. But I really do feel like Denise is somebody that I can confide in, that I can trust, and that I can look to for guidance and just share bullshit with at any random time of the day and uh, never feel like this is a person that I don't want in my space. And uh, I'll give a little bit of background on what's been going on with me, but not a whole lot. True story here. Uh some of the developments around what's been going on with me have been going on a very, very long time for the last about four months since, as I mentioned, I lost my job. Denise has known the entire time. And uh, Denise has known since uh, every single step of the way, I have relied on Denise for some guidance. I have relied on Denise for her advice for my anxiety, whatever it is, I have relied on Denise, even if I just needed to call her for all of 10 minutes just to get something out. She's heard me in a panic. She's heard me go through all of the motions to get to where we're getting today. And uh, literally when I learned of my exit from wrestling media and when I learned from having to uh, when I learned from about what was going to be the next steps for me, first person I told was Denise. She got a text message. What time did that come? Your time? 2.30 in the morning? I was asleep, yeah. You were asleep, but it was one of the first things you woke up to. You were the first person I told. And uh, the funny thing was, 12 hours prior to that, Denise was the person who gave me the advice on staying the course and staying on the path I was headed toward and not deviating and not choosing another path. And uh, I can't thank Denise enough for any of that um, because I don't know where I'd be without having you around. And so my number one thing this week has truly been Denise Salcedo. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate having you around as my friend. Like I said, uh, it's very few people have, have 
gotten best friend status in my life, but you're one of them, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Denise. That's my number one. Thank you, Will. <clears throat> I've been watching you. your eyes this whole time. So I'm like, Stop I'm it, just, no. I want, I want I'm a not, damn tear. No, come I'm on, not give, it, cry. give it I'm here. Come on, come on, come on, come Will, on. No, I cannot have anybody seeing me cry. It's not gonna happen. It's not well, gonna happen. But well, either way, I think I jokingly said it around my birthday this year, but I meant it then, and I mean it now. Everybody, get you a Denise Salcedo in your life because your life will be better for it. You'll have a better friend for it. You'll have uh, more clarity for it. Maybe not in her vision, but in yours. Um, but you will, uh, your life will be better for having a Denise Salcedo in your life. Um, and that's that. I will say this though. I remember when, uh, just this WrestleMania past weekend when you came over and you were like, I need to stay an extra night. And I was like, yeah, sure. Come on. And the whole time I spent like an hour will convincing you that it was okay because you thought that you were like invading my, my space, welcome. Yeah. overstaying your welcome. And I had mm -hmm. to keep telling you over and over, will it's okay. What can I do to tell you that this is okay? <laughs> and I, I know that like, <laughs> I look, my space is open to anybody who wants to be in my home. I know that. But I've also had a few people. Um, I had a friend, one of my closest friends in the world, probably somebody I would consider a best friend, stayed. Uh, she called one day and was like, hey, I'm going to come out there uh, for a little bit. And I was like, okay, what's a little bit? She was like, I don't know, seven, eight days. And I whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy. Have you considered a hotel? Um, no, but uh, and it was fun while she was out here, but it was just like, man, I know that two days is one thing. Once you start to hit that third, it's like, okay, I'm going to need my space. And I know I hit three days with you. And so uh, on that third day, I'm like, are you sure, Denise? Are you sure you don't like want me yeah. elsewhere? I, I will figure this out and I will go grab a hotel or something. You were like, no, you're fine. We'll just... You're good. Come sleep right under my Taylor Swift shrine. I still haven't put your bed away. It's deflated. It's no, just shut up. <laughs> don't admit you. that. It's still there. Like I washed the sheets and everything, but the actual the actual blow up bed is still there. I slept I on an air mattress right next to where Denise is podcasting right now. I literally slept on an air mattress feet away from right there <laughs> it's still like i just haven't had the time to like pick it all up and like put it away and like do stuff with it and this and that but look i'm gonna say one thing will and i'm not gonna cry so i gotta open my eyes so i won't cry that might make it worse please <laughs> okay worse? i have to say denise please for the love of god don't say what you're gonna say going like this <laughs> it's because if i close my eyes they're gonna want to cry and i feel like if i open them they're gonna dry up you know, have you ever like opened up your eyes and they get like really dry? Mm -hmm. So that that'll stop the tears. Uh, no, you have to talk <laughs> like a normal human here, Denise Salcedo. Please. Okay, fine. I'm not gonna cry. So, because <clears throat> by the way, my one rule is I don't like crying. I hate it. I hate it. I told my husband when we got married, I was like, "You cry, I'm gonna turn the hell around. I'm gonna walk back." <laughs> that was my rule, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so, um, Will, you are a uh, 
very open person. You're a very friendly person. And you always, one of the, one of the first conversations you and I had was that you always see the best in people. You always want to see the best in people. And I remember in that conversation, I was actually kind of, you know, just, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm opposite, right? I'm not, yes, I see the best in people and this and that, but I'm also very, very well aware. And I always, you know, kind of know that sometimes people have hidden agendas. Now, a lot of people do not know this about me, but I keep my circle very, very small. And I mean, small, I don't let a lot of people in to my circle. I don't, um, I'm friendly with everybody. But when it comes to opening up, when it comes to sharing my life or even letting someone stay in my home, I'm just a lot more private in that sense. However, Will was the one person or one of the very, very few people that like broke down those walls, broke them the fuck down and literally came in and ended up being legitimately one of my closest friends was at my wedding, um, talks and has conversations with my husband and, um, then I'm very, I was even very protective of having anyone ever be a regular here on my channel. I only ever have guests. I don't have regulars. You are the first person to be a regular here on my channel. So, Will, I'm not going to cry. No. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Will. I mean, look, the fact that you even did that, <laughs> uh, I felt extremely honored by and I felt that at the time when we said we wanted to do after the week and you were like, I want to do it on my channel. And my thought to that was, really? We had, like, a, we had, a, we had a very big discussion about that, too. People I don't just, know that. That was a huge discussion. Yeah. Like, you know, Fightful opened its doors and we're like, yeah, you could do this here. And you were like, no, I want to do this on my channel. And I'm like, are you sure, Denise? And it, my main apprehension to it was more so this is a channel that, you know, you're selling yourself and. Uh, are you sure you want me as a part of that? And the fact that you did, I just, it always meant a lot to me. And I never told you that. This is the first time I've told you that, but it Yeah, did. I was going to say, that is the first time I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember us really having this conversation about where this was going to live and how we were going to do it because, you know, it, it was just, but I was very, very set on it. Anyway, so the point is that I'm trying to get at here is, Will, you are a special individual. And I know that what you're, Whatever it is that you do next, you are going to um, be magnificent. And I'll end it at that. We got a super chat from Mike T90K who says, hey, Denise, I heard on Twitter that you need glasses. So I had to come see for myself. Also, let's get emancipation of wee wee trending worldwide for Will. Yeah, let's not do that. I know, um, emancipation of wee-wee. Hey, why is it trending? Okay. Sheldon <laughs> Jackson says, again, good luck in the next chapter, Will. You'll be missed in the wrestling podcasting world, but let's never forget that Denise screwed Will. <laughs> Can you believe that's how things started? That is right, how that things is, Yeah, started. that is. I, I mean, yeah. we, we were friends before that, though. And that was more so. I was almost surprised by that because of the fact that I was like, what the hell? What did I do to you? But anyway, sorry, sorry. Because you know what's funny is prior to that, few people, as Denise mentioned, yeah, I've had conversations with her husband. I actually like her husband a lot. Um, and he's actually transformed a few of my wrestling opinions because he's he's got some takes. And uh, I mentioned that to you. Um, but uh, funny thing is of everybody that I have known 
through an online capacity that I met through this space, that I met through doing a podcast with, that I met through Twitter, that I met through anything. Um, and look, doing RBR, all those guys I met through either a message board, I met through Twitter, I met through something, right? Denise Salcedo, true story. First person in 18 years of doing this who met my entire family. You met my wife and kids before literally anybody. You met them before Phil and Reg. Phil and Reg eventually met everybody. Um, but you were the first to meet all three people that are uh, mainstays in my household. My immediate family, you met all of them. That's it's crazy. It's so crazy how fast this whole thing happened, guys. It's just, it happens. You know, Grapple yes. Geekery sends in a super chat saying, I'm late to the show, but I wanted to thank Will for everything. Watching your work has been great. Good luck in everything that you do. It's now, weird, Will. It is weird. That said, I gotta say, this isn't as sad to me as some of my other ones have been. Day After Dynamite was sad because it was like walking away from Fightful, walking away from Sean and and that show and doing that on a weekly basis. Grapsity was uh, a sad ending because me, Phil, and Reg have been building together. And I, you know, that is my, those are my guys. That is my click. Um, this one to me, not quite as sad. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think me and Denise are done making content. And uh, I don't. And so I'll leave it at that for now. But I don't think you've seen or heard the last of Will and, De Will and Denise or Denise and Will. All righty. So any final words, Will, that you want to say? Um, because we have, we're going to end this podcast. And I don't want to. I want, I want you to end this podcast. You close it out. This is your thing. Okay. You finish it uh, off. Thank you, because this is, in a sense, uh, for the time being, um, my last wrestling podcast. And uh, doing these... Hold on. Devil Kazooie, I got to read this. Uh, hopefully, Denise still gets her Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And uh, Ferthausen says, one of my favorite podcasts. Miss you, Will. Good luck. Look, guys, 18 straight years of podcasting has been uh a a blessing and the reason it's been a blessing for me is because um when you start doing something at 17 years old and you end it at 35 that means i essentially became an adult in front of you guys i grew up in front of you guys uh i let so many of you into my life and get to know me a little bit and uh that was never really put into perspective for me until the first time I, it was really like WrestleMania 32. And I was talking to somebody who was a fan and they were talking like they knew me. And uh, I didn't feel offended by that. I, I felt like uh, I, I, it made me realize that I have basically been an open book to you guys my entire adult life. And uh, and I really appreciate you guys allowing me to do that for the last 18 years and allowing me to get to talk about my favorite thing on earth, which is professional wrestling, getting to talk about guys pretending to fight and, uh, and putting on a show in this crazy circus that is professional wrestling. And you've allowed me to do that on multiple different platforms and multiple different shows. And 
it's gonna feel weird waking up tomorrow and knowing that I don't have another one of these to do. So thank you to everybody who has allowed me to do this. Thank you to Denise Salcedo for giving me eight months of the most fun Sundays I've had in my entire life. If you want to continue following me for the time being, I'm William RBR, but get adjusted to it being Will Washington. Thank you to other Will Washington for making that possible. Thank you to all of the viewers of Instinct Culture. Keep following Instinct Culture. Keep following Denise Salcedo. Keep watching Speak Now. Keep watching Grapsity. Keep following Fightful. Keep, keep supporting the type of content that you want to have. Keep supporting the type of content that makes wrestling more enjoyable for you. And uh, again, just keep doing it. That's it. Are we out? We're, We're out. out. All right. Peace, y'all.